cold opening. Cold opening. Cold, cold, cold. Where are you at? I'm I'm in Portland right now. I I live in Portland now, which is I know, but I didn't know where you're at. I'm just asking. Oh. Sometimes you're not in Portland. Yeah, but you're oh. a Portlandian. Yeah, right? Portlandian hard. I feel like it like fits you. You seem you seem more <sighs> even in the short time you've been there. I I think you feel you seem lighter. Your aura so at ease there's like good healthy things to do i went to a storyteller thing from npr the other night and then you know hung out with some friends and it's like oh there's like things to do here cool well it's a bigger city than you it's like a city and eugene's like a town and i think if you're of it is it's not small it's a town yeah you know what i mean so and but with that university that insulates some stuff i think but like portland after also after being in philly with you and your family it's like it made sense to me to be like oh you need you need in between eugene and philly and i think that's portland for you it's just like oh good for mike you gotta move to you know you gotta figure out i'm in chicago right now so you're on the which road is another all the comedy i know i gotta go to tucson tomorrow and bisbee on friday when this comes out and then kansas city on saturday with me mike mike's gonna fly in and meet me we'll do some fun stuff then sunday we got a day off and then Manhattan, Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas on Tuesday, and Wichita on Wednesday. Then we take the damn podcast to the High Plains Comedy Festival. I'm doing some comedy on Thursday at the High Dive, if you want to come out. And then on Friday, Grown Local podcast is recording a, a, a live episode you, it's free at the mutiny cafe in denver at 5 p.m so if you guys are in denver come hang out and even before that you guys we pay attention go follow our mike and i's instagram and twitter's and grown locals instagram because especially if you're in denver next friday we're gonna do a we're gonna do a little pop up smoke out session with we're just just pay attention around four o'clock on Friday, you know we'll be loud Quarter about it. past four maybe somewhere yeah like five minutes know, 20, after four fifteen or something like that yeah around like twenty after the hour of yeah. you know we'll meet and then we might be collabing with the dope dope denver company and <gasps> some some other stuff to get everybody pretty you know in a good place before our recording and then i'm hmm. gonna do some comedy after that and then dude tell them what we're doing in november we just announced oh i'm so excited about it it is literally bringing the troops descending upon humboldt so we're getting all of our favorite no that's not i said november oh yeah this whole episode's about what october is so you don't have to that's what this whole episode is 
Yeah. So November, to tell them what I, we just announced yesterday. November, we are going to be at the New York Comedy Festival and doing a live episode of Grown Local. We're, we're, I don't know if we're not recording live episodes. We're recording from a studio three days in a row at 420. Those details are coming. So, and we, I've already, we've already booked one incredible grower. I reached out to somebody else today that if he's in town, if he's in New York around there, it'd be really dope to get him. His story's pretty cool and he's pretty well known. And then maybe some other people, but that's going to be, if anyone has any, like holler at us with any tips or advice for that, the NYC scene, because it is, it is, seems like the wild, wild west kind of like, there's some laws, but there's also, there's also some cool stuff and some pop-up stuff that, yeah, just holler at us. It's in November 5th, 6th, and 7th or when we're going to be there in New York City. So hit us up. And then next week we're in Denver, hit us up then too. We're going to have some, we're going to do a little fun pop-up next, next Friday in Denver around 20 after four in the area of the mutiny cafe not at the mutiny but in the area of that so holler at us uh just follow our follow our instagram at grown local pod at billy Wynn davis at mike mcgrowan and that's where we'll most of that information maybe dutch botanicals <laughs> um uh and then this episode you guys this is two of our favorite dudes that, you know, they're just dope-ass motherfuckers who grow dope-ass fucking weed, if I'm just being honest. And they live a dope-ass lifestyle, and we're putting together a posse to bring up to fucking Southern Humboldt to make a ruckus to help stop this measure A. We talked about it last week with Natalie, and now we're talking to John Casale, and we're talking to Jason Gilman. And they're telling us how it can affect the actual growers and not the political part. So you guys, this is a special episode with some special people. Spread the word, help us out. Holler at us. Mike, do the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, give up for our humble buddies, John and Jason. Relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. <laughs> it's always, it definitely looks good to somebody. Yeah, yes. it's always really nice on Instagram. They never have to see like, oh, I lost a few lowers to bud rot this morning. Some Absolutely, bitch. you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you don't post that stuff. No need. <laughs> they don't want to see how the sausage is made. It's not for them. No, I don't either. That's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually have seen. Yeah, not good. What's yeah. going on? How was Canafest? Canafest was it was good. You know, I only made it one day. I was with Johnny. You know, he actually 
drove both nights, which was pretty gnarly. We didn't get home. For us, us old guys getting home at 12 to 1 kind of wore me out by going Friday and then and Saturday. But it was it was great. I mean, God, good vibes and really nice to go to a festival where there's just actually a lot of real farmers, you know, and people that are really involved in the industry, you know, not just a bunch of booths of just fake light up, you know, crap that's going to come and go. And so, you know, it was all real booths, people that are really putting their, their life out there, you know, out there and doing everything they can to succeed in the market. So I had, I had really good vibes. I loved it. That was great. Yeah, me, me too. It was good, good people. It's, it's always nice to actually be with the people who are in it, you know, like me and Billy have done MJ on biz or whatever. And like, that was like the worst type of acid trip you'd ever want to do where you're just like, it was, I mean, I think it was important that we went and saw what it was because it is, it's a, yeah, it's bad. It's a bad trip is what it is. The whole, that's a great way to describe it because I just kept looking at Mike and being like, oh, no, 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 no. And he's like, yep, that's what this is. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, coming from people, you know, like us that have, this is what we've done our whole life. Um, and then you, you go into places like that where everybody's jumping in it within the last, you know, eight, five, four years, whatever. And, you know, just throwing money at it, just a big money game. And it just means so much more to all of us that actually is part of our life. So being surrounded by people like that compared to being surrounded by people that are just investors and creating things, you know, for the, you know, for the the bigger scheme of things is, is not, not as fun for me, you know, kind of disgusting in ways no it is is yeah especially in a cannabis place where they're like we have a beer garden here but no cannabis smoking and we're just like what that was (laughs) that drove me insane i was in every booth i was like have you guys and you and like you said you could tell who the real people were and then just the money hungry people because when you pointed that out the money hungry people were like oh like I guess that is weird. I never noticed that. And then the real people were like, yeah, that's fucked up. It is real <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. We went and saw a seed company there and we were like, hey, y'all have any seeds? They're like, nah, they're not allowed. I was like, isn't that, isn't that, <laughs> isn't that fundamentally, there's something fucked up about the, the, a weed, a weed show and you're not allowed to have weed. Yeah. That's a show that I'm not going to go to. <laughs> you can't even have the seed. You yeah, can't even weird. have the the start of the industry is right. So what are there. we doing there? Yeah. So what it, are you doing there? You're is... trying to sell a machine. You're trying to sell a look. You're trying to sell everything, <clears> but what's real? So yeah, yeah. No, it's that. You know, see, I know he was the main guy. I know he had a lot of people working behind him. But events like that, they're so important. I mean, for our, you know, community, for our county. I mean, I just to have them here and located here. And then I think this could grow. I mean, the venue is really beautiful. You know, it's kind of foggy the day we were there. The day Sunday, I kind of wish I went, but I was too tired and it was sunny and gorgeous. But it was just a beautiful, really, really beautiful venue. So speaking of... It it helped seeing our Johnny going there, watching Johnny win yet another award. That was pretty cool. 
pretty stoked that rode up there with Teddy and Johnny and both boys took it home. So that was awesome, man. That's, Did that's you hold their awards on the way home? Just sit in the middle. Oh man. They, they won't let me hold their awards. <laughs> so, so, so it was Jason and I and Teddy and Rose in one truck and, um, me and Teddy got first, he got it in the flower. I got it in the, the rosin and Jason got second in the flower. So <laughs> our truck did pretty well as far as the, the best, the contest went. So I like Jason's pretty, upset. He, he got second. He's such a winner. He's like second is still not. He really is like, he wouldn't have mentioned he placed it all. That's so funny. No, I, mean, I, I, I wasn't even going to bring up the topic actually, just because I know <laughs> you know I got lots of congratulations all weekend long, and I was just like, for what? Second? He wouldn't even go up there. He wouldn't even walk down the the, the thing to go up there and get it. Uh, I love it. It was one of my best friends got got first, so that you know that I could deal with. I could deal with that. That makes well, it a little bit easier. <laughs> um, one of the best parts, especially with Teddy's, that we're all really trying to shine the light on, is his entry was from last year's uh, harvest, so it was like a year and a few months old, and it tested like fifteen percent THC. So. You had 50 of the most renowned cannabis people judging the contest, and that's the one they picked. You know, we got to highlight that somehow or another to the industry. That is, and well, and to consumers. To consumers, yeah. That's more than the industry, because I think the industry knows what's up, but they, the consumers, it like that's who needs to be educated about, because they don't want to fuck up the plant. Most smokers don't, but they yeah. don't know any better. And, you know, when they go in there, they're like, I'm going to get high. And people are like, a bazillion, here's, an, here's a high number. And that's what our dumb American brains are like, well, that's the best. And you're like, it's just more, <laughs> it's just not. I feel like that's starting to go away a little bit. I mean, obviously, awards like this show that, but I mean, I haven't been hearing as much THC talk lately as I, I mean, I hear more about Terps really, but maybe that is starting to not be as such a big deal. You know, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully I, I got my friend high for the first time in like a decade or whatever. She's like, I just want to get high. I've always done it wrong and everything and get way too high spun out and everything. So like, I just went to the dispensary with her and I just had her smell different flower and she's like i like the smell of these two and i was like let's buy that and then she's like this is the best high of my life i yeah. i'm like it's that fucking easy every time it's that it's easy. that easy yeah it all is. the nose well i oh. mean dude as we all know i mean i've smoked some you know stuff that's really more cbd ish you know has more cbd traits to it i still get high i know it when i eat eric's gummies there from uh uh out what is Hogwarts. it here? Well, I know hogwash, but what's the name of the gummies? Oh, Humboldt Alchemy Group or the most wanted brand. The most wanted brand. I mean, they're amazing gummies, but I mean, some of the CBD ones there that are like 10 to 1 still get me super loaded. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm a lightweight or maybe CBD gets me high. I'm not sure. Well, maybe it's just what your body needed at that time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, maybe. That is so. So the reason why we brought these award-winning growers on, local humble people, is we wanted to talk about this law that's trying to be passed right now. We talked, uh, you know, to a woman last week who's- What's her name, Mike? What's her name? 
Sorry, this is a reoccurring bit. Wait, I heard he it. He whispered it to me. He said Natalyn or something? There we go. Natalyn. Natalyn. That's exactly. Was muted or something. I Dude, had it on the my... group chat um, with John. Um, <laughs> but Natalyn's doing so good down there. But we wanted to talk to actual growers so that the people out there can understand how this law will impact your day-to-day business. Yeah, and you know, I just want to, first of all, both Jason and I want to just really tell you how much, how grateful we are that, you know, you guys always have been amazing supporters of the small farmer. You definitely get it, Mike. So maybe you were able to educate Billy Wayne Davis a little bit. And 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 it's weird because once a person gets it, they really get it. And, you know, I, I see that in, in Billy now and as he's growing the plants, I, I can tell he's super addicted, just like when I was growing up as a kid and Jason was too. So big thanks to both of you for really taking the reins and running with it and putting together an amazing venue and really just showing the love to this whole community of the Emerald Triangle. You have a lot more love coming your way. Definitely when you guys come up here, everybody wants to show you how much they, they love you and share some of their this year's harvest with you. But uh yeah, you know, if it wasn't enough to deal with all the different regulations that the state of California was throwing at us, now all of a sudden really opened our eyes to how two people that really are not cannabis lovers and really live in the northern part of the county are able to convince enough people to sign a petition. And then the next thing you know, we hear that there's an initiative that's about to be on the ballot and could really put 95% of the small farmers um, in Humboldt County out of business. And it's just a shame that now we have to take all this time and energy and money and expend it on these two, these two people that just don't like cannabis and really give it all of our attention when there's so many things to really address with the state of California that could really help us like direct consumer and, um, things like that so um I, again thank you both very much and uh yeah well that's yeah, what agree, we're John. trying to do is just save you guys some money because like what i'm good at and what my dingbat friends are good at is being real loud and clever in a smart ass way that's our gifts and so when as soon as i heard about this i was like oh well i think we can i think i can I can round up some hooligans to bring up there that are pretty funny. And I, I do understand <clears throat> what we're trying to do. And a friend of mine brought up a good point is we should try to line up people, someone there at the event to register people to vote at the event. And listen, I know you might have jury duty if you do that, but also jury duty in Humboldt County is better than Mari Povich. So I don't, it's like, that's like one day you drive up <laughs> to wherever and you just watch some nonsense at the, like I would go to jury duty in Humboldt once a month because I'm sure it is a good show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, we're, we're starting to spread the word a little bit. I think people are, really excited about it. Natalie and Ross from HCGA are really doing a lot of great work on their end to make people understand the importance of coming to the show and supporting and donating if they can. 
really it's all hands on deck and it, it's nothing we can just take for granted that's just going to go away and unfortunately most of us will have to deal with the repercussions if it does pass so um thank you again yeah and you know <laughs> honest honestly i feel that like you guys you know seem to know more about this and be putting more energy into it than probably 80 90 percent of the people here that it's actually going to affect and that's how kind of hidden secret this whole initiative is is nobody even really knows what's coming nobody even knows what they could get hit with here um and you know you know i'll be honest i didn't know a lot until i went to that meeting the other day you know i've i've definitely you hear things but actually when you talk to people like natalie that are devoting so much of their time to this and they tell you you know show you what's between the lines here it is devastating to our county and you know i so once again you know I'll repeat what johnny said i really appreciate you guys, you know, you aren't here. It's not going to personally affect you, but you're still going to put in your time and energy to come and, you know, help support us through this. And I wish you were coming to help support, you know, put more energy and money into our town and community, which instead of we're trying to, you know, we're, we're running a campaign to fight for our rights right now. And rights that we have put work so hard the last eight years to earn that this one thing could actually overrun the general plan overrun all these things that we have just spent endless amounts of money and time and energy to um, get to the point where we're at so thank you guys i really really do appreciate it well i just <clears throat> honestly i mean no problem it is no problem that what you guys have is it's just a special place that i am i guess emotionally invested in now uh whether i want it to be or not because i mean you guys have seen me there it's like i i get it i got it from the start i'm a hillbilly from east tennessee and then y'all added the ocean and that's just fucking perfect for me what about the weed and the weed well i didn't have to, i mean to be honest <laughs> east tennessee has some weed too i'm not supposed to say anything but uh <laughs> no uh, i know those hillbillies up there I, who would have thought uh it's like they're making more than moonshine. What do you think? What do you know? Uh, so, but it is, I think I've watched, and I understand the small farmer because of Mike and because I grew up, my grandpa was a cattle farmer. So like, I understand the community, you know, I grew up having to go borrow the hay baler from this farmer. And then we lend this thing to, like, I totally and I think it's such an important part of like what's missing and how capitalism and corporatization of our society is fucking things up. So what we can do when I bring these hooligans up there that have these dope podcasts that reach so many people across the world, we can shine a light on your community. And we can bring people there and show, you know, we're going to get, we're waking up Humboldt with this show is what we're doing. I know that Henry and Ben are quite a, an attraction. So I'm very thankful that they decided to come up. Henry loves cannabis. So he's going to be, he was super excited. So we should probably bring some weed is what you're saying? Oh, I think he oh, yeah. would. I think y'all could do business with Henry. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. Um, 
but I think <clears throat> I think he's interested in in finding. Yeah, I I do think that. So, but I do think the show we're going to put on is going to be pretty phenomenal. The parking lot's probably even going to be more fun, is what I'm I'm thinking too. But when we do that, we're going to educate all the the Humboldt people about what's happening and motivate them to to show up in March and stop this. But then we're also going to send that out to the rest of the world so they understand what's happening in cannabis and with you guys. And I mean, the timing of Burt Kreischer finding that strain is just perfect. I've sent out some signals out there to try to get a hold of him. I know him a little bit, but not, but I know a lot of people around him. Jason was just actually DMing with him this morning and he's been DMing back to us and uh, kind of just on the verge of, he asked us if we would come down to um, do a podcast with him in LA. So we were yes. thinking about trying to maybe in November, take him down a little bit of the, the Lance with the Ridgeline and some more white thorn rose. And, you know, a lot do of people that. listen to those guys and I think brought a lot of attention to Humboldt, which gives us the platform to tell the story and what we're our fight. That's all. That's all we're trying to do. Is that's just a good thing, right? Start. Yeah. Yes. Just start that fire and let it spread. I know that in Humboldt, fire jokes aren't great, but <laughs> you do. This understand. year, it's actually been pretty lucky. Well, you understand how quick a fire can spread, and that's what we're yeah. trying to do. We we got a little bit of a, a a spark or a little beginning of a fire happening this Monday. We got uh, Woody Harrelson flying in. Uh, from LA uh, in his private jet where I'm picking him up in the van and we're taking him to Huckleberry Hill Farms. We're taking him to Canada Country, Bryceland Forest Farm. And then we're going to we're going to see Jason's crop and see the sunset at Ridgeline Farms to finish it off. So there's a lot of attention that's being um, shined on the Emerald Triangle on Humboldt County. And like we've talked, I think, from the very beginning, I think the only thing that's different in this industry will be the stories of the small farmer that really kind of built a multi-billion dollar industry. And so it's really a cool thing to be part of it and watch it kind of mutate into what we had always hoped it would be. So again, thanks to you guys for, for helping that process along. Yeah. Anything we can do. It's, it's well, and also to shine a light on the redwoods and the agriculture there, because it's, Part of why it clicked for me and why I was like this, A, this place needs to be protected and B, it needs to be known what's happening is the old growth and how the whole ecosystem, if protected and let to its own devices, produces results like magic. It's like actual magic is what it is. It makes me angry that people are like, oh, magicians. I'm like, no, just go watch plants. Go watch, like, just go watch them communicate with each other or watch, like, the whole eco. That's actual magic. And it's not, you know, you look at a microscope, you can put it all together. But it's, but Humboldt in this way, because of its, you know, it's tough to fucking get to. You got to want it. It is. I don't want it. You gotta want it to get there, and I love it. And I have no problem getting there. Now I have to. Sometimes it's a problem getting people there, but we we've got it done. So 
like how the old growth works and then how living soil works and then how your terpenes from Humboldt are just so much better than anything that they're doing indoors. No offense, Mike. It's just, it's just a fact. Like even the, the paradise pine that I'm growing, like, and I'm not growing it great. I'm not, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not good at it. He's, um, he's learning how to water plants right now. Shut up. There's you let consist- it almost die and then you water it and it comes back. It's There's just, we're making it, if it doesn't kill it, it makes it stronger. You know what I mean? Nope, and nope. Just, <laughs> resilient. He's working he on his thinking. Yeah, he's, they are so resilient. I'm like, a tough bastard. I keep trying to accidentally kill it. But it smells <laughs> so good. Even though I'm awful, I was like, man, if you really know what you're doing, this would be so loud. And it's just louder than anything I've ever messed with. So it just just to back up a little bit, because I think you misspoke just 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 a little bit. And maybe we're inaccurate on a little bit of what you said was that. Yeah. You know, I think we're blessed by having sun grown outdoor. And I do think that they're uh, two different products. I think products that are grown indoor are different than outdoor. I do think that when you have cultivators like Mike, that care about the plant and that touch every single plant and every single leaf and maybe he's growing with living soil and has his own recipes that he learns that the cultivars that he's growing respond to better than other ways i i think you can emulate what we're producing outdoor in a different way and really produce a really good product and it really comes down to knowing your farmer I still think no matter indoor or outdoor is the most important thing to know as a consumer. Did I clean that up for us, Mike? A hundred percent. And I will offend Mike if I want to. Okay. (laughs) That's our relationship. I love love hearing you talk about growing. You know, I can see you kind of have that, you know, you're getting that little growing bug going right there and enjoying it. It's a process. And when you actually grow a plant from a seed, or a clone or whatever and go through the full final process harvest it cure it it's just oh man you you realize what goes into it and you're going to just appreciate the whole process so much more you don't just go to a store and buy a jar of weed smoke and throw that jar out like it's a whole process for us to get to that point so let me ask you this question i appreciate that you're appreciating all of that i love it so so along with what jason was just saying so you're growing this cannabis, right? It looked like you were growing actually more than your six legal plants, but we won't get into that. Um, but um, there's two people. So there's I got eight. You're enjoying you know growing it, and you're getting to closer to harvest. And so there's new excitement from this point forward. So what what are those excitements you're looking forward to? Not from the whole season, but from this point forward, because I know what I believe it is but I just want to hear from you. I mean, there's like this next, the next part after harvest is like the curing, which I always fuck up. Like always every single Don't time. put it in the microwave. Okay. Do not I'm, put it in the microwave. That's, <laughs> I haven't done that. Hey, um, hey, as a young kid, I remember cutting a little branch off mom's plant, throw it in the microwave, try to get, you know, I mean, that's just I, things you learn. Just speed it up a little bit. I want to smoke it. Speed it up. Speed the (laughs) process. So, and that's what I've been saying. Not even, I think I've said it on the podcast a couple of times. Is like what I've realized is like 
that the curing process is like the most important like fine it's like the final step that is like way more important than anyone realizes and there's like a delicate way to do it that i don't fully understand so like that part of my brain is like really itching because it is like huh like because like the other parts i pretty much understand i just don't do them right is at mike that is it's like you know better than this i'm like totally totally i just just don't right rush now, the process man just slow and low just, just keep it you know it is kind of you know it's funny because like wine you compare it to wine they have to finish in a way that we don't really know you know they have their own processes so it's definitely you don't want to rush the process and don't want to overheat things you don't want to freeze things it's just you got to take your time with it and the more time you take the better it gets and and maybe you didn't get to the answer that i was looking for um but I, <laughs> but i know it to be true is that now that you're about to harvest and you're about to go through the curing process and the drying and, and all that good stuff what what ends up really being validating to the whole season and the reason why we really truly enter these contests is because we need that validation. But when you share it with some of your closest friends and you watch how it affects them and, and, and they give you that first place trophy that says, wow, and they last for a couple hours, it, it really makes you feel good to really be able to change somebody's life and make them feel good and make them smile. And whether or not you said it or not, I know ultimate the ultimate goal is 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 being able to experience that with some of your closest family and friends oh it's sharing it is like my like yeah the last the last grow i did i i could not share it it was not <laughs> it was, i was all excited and he kept it far away from me <laughs> i was like it is not for consumption this is i have messed this up I kept it and I was like, maybe I'll cook with it. And then I opened it up and I was like, this just, this is compost is what we, we make. We've gotten so spoiled compost. around here. There's, there's certain plants that Jason and I have that we do, we call pheno hunting, right? We're looking for the next winners in, in our arsenal of, of seeds. And it's gotten so bad around here that there was one down in my personal garden and it, it kind of had some traits I didn't like. It smelled okay. It didn't smell great. I just cut it down yesterday and threw it in the sheep pile and let them eat it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as much as, you know, the work to, to get to that, the work, you know, to hang it and dry it and cure it and trim it, it's a whole nother stage. So yeah, sometimes you've got to cut your losses, especially when you're <laughs> hunt, phenol hunting like we are for sure, which is addicting, right? Trying to find the next new special thing. That's uh, a cool, like it's, and I think part of why I love doing this is like, like you say, there is like a bug to it, to growing like that I got. And I could see that I have friends that tried growing and it's like, just like, they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, and so I get to come listen to you guys kind of nerd out. And then I get to nerd out a little bit because when I do it to my friends, they're like, would you just smoke this? And I'm like, I can't just smoke it. Like I just, <laughs> let's talk about it. I was like, I think I know the guy that grew this. He's a like, cool in the way they do this. And they're like, dude, I'm like, I know, I know. But that's why me and Johnny get along so good. Cause we each have a lot of these same feelings. We each, we put so much into the plant. We each are constantly pheno hunting and we're doing this whole process together. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, 
easier to talk these things with people that are in the same same world. And say. sooner or later, you get to a point where you don't even walk down when you win second. <laughs> so he's still in the Did you see the head turn? He's like, "God oh, damn it, he's second. Second again, second so... God." And I can't wait to smoke that second place shit. I know. You know I'm very I mean? excited like, the whole for time. I've just been like, place. "Let's let's see the whole roster." Let me see. Like, kind of you're gonna get, you're gonna like get a, a chance. first place. Kind of smokes like first place. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Oh guys, um, speaking of MJ Biz, Mike and I are gonna be at the at Wise Guys in Vegas, and we booked it during MJ Biz, so we can bring all our weed friends that are gonna be there because I'm gonna make fun of MJ Biz. My whole every show is just calling out the the nonsense. When is that? It's uh November thirtieth, I think. Yeah, it's I've never a- made it. I've never made it. I thought about it, but. It yeah. would do weird. I'm going to Vegas. I'm not going to go to something like that. No, so. you shouldn't. We went and saw it for everybody, and you shouldn't go. It's it's no. it's one of the weirdest. It was one of the weirdest kind of things. I was like, I'm glad we saw it. I'd be like, here's a nice new age trim machine. Actually, that's just my mom. <laughs> actually that's just my cousin actually this you know what i mean like i don't need any of that fancy shit need a nice human to actually put love into the plant and trim it all perfect so that's that's about the best you're gonna get the yeah. funniest thing i saw there and mike knows that i bring this up all the time was like they had special cannabis shells and i was like homie those are just shells that's all that is then they've they, I guess they upcharge twenty dollars if you put the word cannabis shelves. And he's like, that is exactly. How I was like, I'm not mad at that hustle because whoever falls for that is deserves it. One of, one, of my favorite, one of my favorite things about being out on the mountain growing weed is like you have to problem solve. Shit happens, and you got to mm-hmm. use some redneck, you know, networking type of ingenuity to figure stuff out. And like problem solving, it's like, all right, I guess I'm going to take this bucket. I'm going to make a humidifier with it type of thing. And then MJ Biz is so much on the other side of it where they're like, this isn't even a problem or something you need to be concerned about, but we made a product for it and we're going to charge you thousands of dollars for it. You know, it's funny you said that, Mike, because really you just put the finger on it is that's really what truly separates the real good growers from the, the novice growers is being able to pivot at a second because there's so many different things. So when people say, how do you grow? Well, you just write exactly what you were talking about is what we deal with all the time and being really good at that and problem solving and, and, and calling a friend, you know, that's what's kind of helped us here. Hey, Jason, I got this happening over here. Oh yeah, I saw that you should do this. Doing all those things that you just mentioned is really what separates the men from the boys a lot of times during the 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 season and it's always changing so it's hard to pinpoint and say it's always like this because it's always different dude the bugs are always changing (laughs) the diseases are always changing everything's getting harder so yeah we need each other for all that 
Mike, is that so? That's real plants you're sitting in. That's like not a, just a back. <laughs> no, no, it's just a photo. It's just a photo. This this was uh, my grow room at King's Cannabis back in the day. I was telling that's John, great when we... background. I need to do <laughs> yeah, that. That's high tech. All right, <laughs> you can do John... it on your phone right now, Jason. You can... <laughs> hey, see, trust me. If Mike, me things, if Mike figured this out, you can figure this out. <laughs> Oh, he's a genius, though. <laughs> Maybe at plants. Oh, I love it. But yeah, you know, let's, I mean, getting back to uh, to why you guys are actually coming here, which I'm sure it's more more reason than just the measure A, but, uh, you know, I do, I do feel that we, you know, so many people in this county, I'm sure, barely even vote anymore. So I think that's going to be a big process, like you said, if we could have signing people up to vote and stuff, you know, I mean. I was always taught to vote from the day one when I could vote 18, you know, and, but a lot of friends I know never even vote. So I think yeah. that's going to be a whole nother thing. I, I think it's better that you're coming October because it's closer to the voting time. I had a kind of a fear of us putting too much energy into telling people, you know, to, to vote no on this measure A, but then by the time it comes, half the people are going to forget about it. You know what I mean? So we are getting closer to that time. And I think that will be going to be a big thing is just trying to get people aware of what's going on in this little town. And yeah. That's yeah. And I guess you guys crucial. are coming in two weeks. It's really right around the corner. October yeah. 1st. Yeah. That's October when, is the, when are the elections? When, I mean, I hate to say that, but I think it's in March is when the vote the March? is. Yeah. So yeah. what the plan is, and you guys understand how, you know, word travels fast, but it also kind of travels slow in Humboldt, too. So yeah. it is an interesting, you know, it's an interesting place. So if we start that now using this show and it gets the word out, it gives us October, it gives you guys October, November, December, January, February to get everyone versed in what's actually happening and i think they thought they could trick everybody and move it pretty you know undercover because you know like you said most people don't vote there and there you know there's this kind of leave me alone don't tread on me mm -hmm. in the in the truest sense way but right now like taxes and like like Agnes said last year, and she really put that in an interesting way, is that you guys used to know who the enemy was and who you were fighting because they showed up in <clears throat> convoys and they showed up in helicopters. And now it's this it's this invisible enemy that the community is going to have to communicate with each other and come together and vote to stop it. Because that's who your enemy is now, is this unseen hand that comes in and just takes your money and takes your money until you can't do anything anymore. But to bring this back to Humboldt, the Hoopa Indians, Native Americans, whatever you want to say, I don't care as long as you say it in the right tone. Uh, what the reason they still have their land is and this story is wonderful redbeard told us this story on in in an earlier episode is that you know the 
the elders wanted to keep fighting and keep fighting until there was no one left. And the younger generation said, hey, no, they're just, you can't stop the white man. They're just going to keep coming. There's so many more of them. So what we have to do is fight them the way they fight, which they did a deal. They learned how the politics worked and learned how that. And so they're one of the few Native American tribes that still have their own land and their native land because they fought their battle the way that they, they learned how to fight the enemy's way and it worked. And I think that's what Humboldt's going to have to do again to fight this unseen bullshit corporatization. And I think you can. I think I've seen what, you know, you guys have K-Mud because of fucking helicopters. It's yeah. like, it's so inspiring. Every time I leave there, I'm like, oh, you can do anything you want to do if you work together and no one wants the credit. So it's like, like, as many people as we can get to talk about this is my whole goal is, is, and then it shines a lot on your community and people start coming there for tourism and you can go see John's farm because you need to see that stuff. It, and people that love the plant won't, they want to come see where it comes from. <laughs> it is, but, it's like, it's, <laughs> That's the evil laugh right there. <laughs> you know, I think depending on how this whole thing turns out, and and, and I'm I'm very hopeful and, and I'm gonna fight tooth and nail really to defeat this initiative, but really might be might motivate me to write my own initiative to uh, get rid of all taxes in Humboldt County and get enough signatures that uh, we can get it on the ballot. I just oh for, no, for the, well, and you've I'm, got being sarcastic. <clears throat> the same reasons that that's probably not legal you know, misrepresenting an initiative that said, hey, you can help the small farmers and to get those 7,000 signatures and get it on the ballot. I just don't think it was right. And, you know, it really misinformed a lot of people in the county that still believe to this day that's what it's that's what it will do. I even had one of the county people come here uh, to 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 do something with my scale and he said oh i'm going to vote yes on measure a because it helps a small farmer and i i really had to take the time to say actually it doesn't help us and actually it does all these things and so there's a lot of misinformed people so this thing on october 1st well it's really going to help really educate the people like you were saying billy i can't That's believe we're honestly to. can't believe we're even after all we've gone through <laughs> That now we're dealing with this. It's just, it's baffling to me because this just kind of snuck in after we're all at the, you know, kind of exhausted. It's been a long run. And now all of a sudden this will, I guess what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And that's the truth with Humboldt County. I mean, really like stuff like this, it's horrible, but maybe it's going to help us bring us together even closer, you know, and, 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 you know, that's just the way we've always worked around here. But yeah, it's just baffling to me that, we have yet another wall to climb. It's just, just keep coming. Well, and in such an insidious <laughs> way. It's okay. Just fuck them. And it'll make you smarter. It's just sharpening that, that sword every time they do. And it backfired because they lied. 
See, I think that's because they lied about it and they fired up some hillbillies and you don't, it's something I say on stage and I mean it is like, you don't motivate a hillbilly. We are pretty laid back people that just want to be left alone. Don't give us a reason because then we can focus. That is, that is something that we can do. And I think that that's what these two dingbats have done. And they didn't realize that there's a Hollywood hillbilly down here that can also get real fucking loud. And, and they really, they really, they really are missing the point that John and Jason and all these cultivators really support their whole county. We shop at their stores. We shop at their businesses. All the money that we're, we're bringing in is going back into this community. And if they think this initiative will only affect us, they're being very, very, very naive and it will devastate this county. And I don't like to go there and I don't like to do the, you know, the typical scare tactic, but they have no idea the impact that this initiative would have on the county as a whole, every single business. It's not just the, the four or five or 600 farmers or whatever it's going to affect. It will punish this whole county to a point where they've never even imagined it could be punished. Yeah. You think y'all don't have money right now? Come on now. <laughs> I mean, you should see our streets right now. I mean, our town is empty. Businesses are very few. You know, I got a call from um, Nat with Humboldt Seed the other day, and he says, you know, where, where do I go eat? And, you know, Garville Redway. And it's just like, well, there's about three, maybe four places even open. So huh. <laughs> pick or choose, but yeah, no, it's, it's a pretty dire straits around here, man. We need, uh, we need help, you know, and stuff like this is just going to knock us down a little more, but we'll keep going. We'll be all right. No, we're going to stop it. We're going to stop it. We're going to bring going. Stop it. We're going to bring some loud cannabis. That's what we do some of this money for better things. You know what I mean? That's, that's the most annoying thing in this energy and this time HCGA, they're putting in so much time and just, you know, and, you guys are putting in time and it's just taking up all this valuable time and money that could be going to so many more positive things that, you know, the, the youth needs so much around here. They don't have shit anymore, you know? So it's just frustrating, but yeah, we'll make it through it. I guarantee it. I'm not really too, too scared that we won't because I know no matter what we will make it through, we made it through everything, but you know, it's just frustrating. It really is. October first. Today, we just want to bring some of the world's best cannabis to the the consumer, so they'll lose out too if if this this passes. And so we're fighting for them as and much as we're fighting for October first at Mateel Center. You guys tell everyone you know. I'm bringing Henry Zabrowski and Ben Kissel from last podcast on the left. I'm bringing Frank Castillo from the Peaked podcast. I'm bringing Mike Glazer from weed and grub podcast i'm bringing david bininstock from great moments in weed history we're all coming up there i'm bringing mike mcgowan we're all coming up there we're gonna i'm spreading out all these dudes across southern wow. humboldt on 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 sunday afternoon to go see farms and interview the right people to get this word out and then we're coming back and we're doing a goddamn show for y'all that that we're gonna get real loud about and then y'all are gonna go i'm gonna see to it that you go down and and get on Bert's show i'm gonna make sure i'm gonna follow up make sure y'all do that because you need yes, to do that yes yes because Bert so, is hey, i got a, a question for you along those lines about the show so 
I thought I read somewhere, maybe you want people to start showing up at six o'clock. It sounds to me like it might be a sold out event if possible. So you can buy tickets early. Is that what I'm understanding? Buy ticket. Tickets are available at mateel.org or whatever the Mateel Center website is on the tickets. I would get your tickets now because I do think it probably will sell out because it's going to be a hell of a show. Because some pretty cool people are showing up. That's why, yeah. right? Yeah, Dude, you're coming in hot. You're coming like the too. Cool people in and Billy and, and Mike. Yeah, I'm oh, bringing man. a posse is what I'm doing. Tomb, exactly. As I said, and, Tombstone. I see like you all coming in, cowboy hats, six shooters, ready to go. That's yeah, we are hired guns for y'all. That is exactly. Okay. And then we're gonna make okay. sure because Bert, because you go to Bert's show and his is huge, and millions of people will see it. And what I want out of that is more than stopping measure A, people are going to see how wonderful Southern Humboldt is. And then they can stay at the Benbow Inn that we're going to also highlight that we're staying there while we're there. And then they can see the Redwoods and see like this needs to be protected and visited just like the wine country. It's like, I just think that if just people don't understand and once it gets out there, they will understand and we can also protect it because, like I said, you got to want it. And there's enough people that will want it to get there. It's beautiful. Um, I eventually will buy property there. I've already, I'm slowly working my wife into it. She's, you know, it's the process, you guys. It's good um, timing right now. There's a few things on the market. I <laughs> Listen, ask Mike. I just send him farms probably three times oh, a week. Um, he's like, yeah, if I buy this farm, years. will you just grow weed on them? I'm always like, absolutely. I've, so eventually so what, what I'm just be like, Jason I bought one, I, you gotta move. What should Jason and I be doing to to help you guys um before you get here or when you get here or tell tell us some stuff to put it put us to work? Just motivate, just get the word, get all the farms that that they can at the show. And then because we want to meet everybody we can, I'm bringing uh, a buddy named Justin, uh, who is a professional photographer and he does a lot of media stuff. He wants to come cover it. So it's, it's so everything we shoot looks amazing and we can get y'all. So like, we want to meet everybody we can over those two days. We're coming in hot early Sunday morning. We're leaving the evening, Monday afternoon, Monday evening. So we're going to spend, an, you know, 36 fucking hours hardcore and i'm showing everybody as much of humboldt so you guys just motivate just you know get all the <clears> can you do me ready. a favor That's... and uh maybe text john or whatnot like certain people that are gonna be involved that you like tag maybe their, their instagram so i could do some posts we could do some posts and put their names on there and help spread that you know the news that way please yeah. i appreciate that yeah, we'll send a, I'll just send an email to everybody. That way you can, we'll blast it. And I'll get with Natalie too about some of that stuff. And then I have to, I'm going to reach out to K-Mod myself because there's like certain rules with political action groups and media stuff, that, especially radio broadcast stuff that is odd. So I'll handle just that. Just don't say shit or end. fuck, you'll be all right. <laughs> I, they get they get real weird about that that is they're like hey we want to 
we're going to broadcast your comedy show live. And we're like, I don't think that's a great idea. <laughs> no. And then they're like, it doesn't I matter. With my I, like, I think it does. <laughs> But guys, thank you so much. We've taken up enough of your time today. We just wanted to blast that out. Uh, Guys, everyone listening, follow Jason and John. All their information is in the details of the episode. They are two of the best cannabis growers we've ever met. And we, and they're also good dudes that have yet to take us fishing. So we're going to, we're going to fix that too. (laughs) I mean, every time I'm like, hey, look at the fish we caught. And like, hey, we came pretty far and we can't <laughs> just go into the. So we'll fix that. Guys, have a great day. Thank you so much. Again, right